The question today, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? The apostles today, they asked this question to our, our Lord Jesus. And when they were asking the question, they are expecting kingdom of heaven to be certain things in their minds. Right? They didn't understand what's the kingdom of heaven they are asking about. And then the answer, Jesus' answer, it shows a little bit different understanding of the kingdom of heaven. So the question of who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and for us, now we understand, after reading all the other parables and everything about the kingdom of heaven, what does it mean? What Jesus means by the kingdom of heaven is totally different from what they were asking. The kingdom of heaven that Jesus meant, has been talking about with the disciples, with everyone and with us, it starts here and now. It's not after we die, when it's not that kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven has two stages. It's the here and now, this age, and then the age to come. We live the kingdom of heaven in the flesh, and then we live it with the resurrected bodies. We continue there in the resurrected body. So the question is still valid, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus' answer was not directly answered that that's the greatest, but he first said something very unique. He said, unless you are converted, unless you are converted and become a little children, as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So he's basically telling them, before you ask about who's greatest in the kingdom of heaven, you must enter first. You know? So, let's enter the kingdom of heaven, then we can ask who's the greatest. You're probably going to ask a different question, if you enter the kingdom of heaven. Because in the kingdom of heaven, they don't ask those questions. They actually, they don't. They don't ask who's the greatest. There's a race to the bottom. There's no race to the greatest. It's a different rule, different. If you would know the kingdom of heaven, you wouldn't ask this question. We tend as humans, as corrupted humans, ask those questions. Who's the greatest? Who's greater than me? Am I greater Who's the smartest in the room? Who's the strongest in the room? Who's the most powerful in this room? Who is, who is, who is, right? We tend to do that. In the kingdom of heaven, if we are in kingdom of heaven, we don't ask those questions. Jesus said, you have to be converted. Otherwise, you don't enter the kingdom of heaven. And I ask God today, you say, am I in the kingdom of heaven? Are we in the kingdom of heaven, or are we out of kingdom of heaven? If we're still asking those questions, if we are not converted, if we're still not converted, he says here, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means 
enter the kingdom of heaven. By no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So we need to be converted. There are two things that the Holy Spirit is working in every Christian. It has to be done in all of us. We have to be converted to become children. And we have to know what to do for the blockers of this conversion process. And that's what the, the, the gospel today is, is teaching. What Jesus is teaching us today. First he's telling us, you must be converted. And then he's telling us how to deal with the blockers of that conversion. He says here, after he's, he told them, um, you have to, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then he started to say, and Jesus was very serious in his talk. If you, if you pick on the language that he used, he was very serious. He, he is, Jesus is very meek, very nonviolent person, right? But here he's talking, he's, 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 he's drawing like a real graphic image. He's saying if somebody stumbles this conversion of being born again as a child, he ought to be, let me read exactly, would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Very violent graphic image, right? Jesus doesn't use this kind of language or those kind of, but he did in this one. Because he says, what he's saying is that, and, and, and the ones after, like, talking to us, he's saying, if your eye causing you to sin, or blocking this conversion, you pluck out your eye. If your hands or feet is causing you to sin, you cut off your hands or your feet and you cast it out. What he's saying is, is, is he's saying that you have to be mad at your sin. You have to be determined for that conversion. He was very serious about it. And I think the, the, one of the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in us is to show us and to get us angry with ourselves. There is, uh, the fathers, um, they, they tell us that there is some kind of a, 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 a deep chamber in our hearts, very hard to reach. And there's a lot of filth, a lot of corruption in the way of that room, in that chamber. They talk a lot, Amber Macarius and, and almost every desert father talks about how we want to get into that room, that chamber that's so inaccessible inside our heart and we cannot get to it because of our corruption, our filthiness, our... Uh, our inability to uh, have attention with God, all this sickness, all this illness, every one of us is sick and ill because of our corrupted nature. Uh, and and, and the, the work of the Holy Spirit is, is for, to get us to know, to be aware 
convict us of sins. Convict us to know that we are corrupt. There's no, there's no good in our, in our own nature. If we are left alone, we are just dust. We are very corrupt. We are capable of the worst thing in the world. Every one of us. And we need to know that. We need to be aware of that. We need to be disgusted. And, and, and angry and crazy. And if we don't reach that depth, if we don't dig enough in our corrupted nature, and we are face to face with that filthiness, and we own it, and we say, this is me, I won't be able to be a childlike, who can cry out, Abba, Father, have mercy on me. I won't be able to have that joy of a child who is saved. And many, we won't be in love with the gospel. We would be in love with the world. We'd be in love with Netflix. We'd be in love with a lot of different things. But I won't be in love with the gospel, with the liturgy, with tasbaha, with the power of God in the sacrament, as a child who found in a candy store. Unless I know exactly how corrupt, how needy, how helpless I am. And that's why the Holy Spirit wants us to get angry with ourselves. When we sin, we get angry. That I am filthy. I am perverted. Coming to church without going that, digging that deep in our hearts and the Holy Spirit working in us to convict us, to see our sins and to see the glory of God at the same time, can produce religious people. Many of us would come and would be religious. But we don't experience the, 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 the power of the gospel, the power of the sacrament, the power of the Eucharist. Because we just come to spend good time at church, have some blessings, and leave. We're religious. We're very religious. can read the gospel. We have all the marks of a Christian person. But unless I'm face to face with my filthiness, I'm angry with what I am. And many people will, will tell us, you know, we, you don't tell that to a kid, that you're bad. You have to, the world is teaching us self-esteem, right? The, the world is teaching us not to be children. The world is teaching our children to be grown-ups, and the grown-ups to never be children. Or totally the opposite. You're not bad. You just do bad things. No, I am bad. Sin does not come in from nowhere. Sin come, sins come from a corrupted nature. It doesn't come from nowhere. I am corrupt. We are corrupt. And that's why we can be children. 
And that's how the Holy Spirit can cry within us, Abba the Father. Now, I tell him, I need a father. I need you. I'm helpless. I am sinful. And that's the, the trust of a child who comes to his daddy and says, you know, you are my joy, you are my life, you are my father, and I trust you. Now the Eucharist will change me, will give me a new nature. I'll be born again. I'm filthy, but that doesn't stop the love of God. He loves me as his own child. And I can live the rest of my life in that journey. So childlike trusting God who did it once, he's going to do it again. And every time I fall in the mud, he will wash me. A childlike repentance, childlike joy, childlike trust. See, like, like a, if you go to a bank... And um, in the back in the days when we go to the bank, um, uh, and you see a lot of people um, uh, stressed for money and one deposit, one withdrawal, one transfer, one money order, whatever it is. And you find like maybe a, a mom with a stroller with a baby. The baby is not here, right? He's in a stroller. He has mom. Mama's there. I'm not worried about my next meal, where it's going to come from. Not worried about college. Not worried about all those transactions that's going around me. I'm a child. You know, I am a child. God's child. Not any child. I trust Him with my life. Right? And I come here every time I stand before him in Tazbaha, in prayer, in a psalm, in a Eucharist, in a sacrament, I receive his fatherhood. We pray like children. We say, Abba, Father. But the power of the Abba, Father, of Kirelaison, of all the cry that we cry, comes from that experience of I am corrupt, I'm helpless. And when I sin, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised. I know I'm sinful. I get angry, but I know where to go to get washed. May God give us to be able to pluck our eyes, lock our hands, our foot, to get angry with anything that stands in the way of our Father, to go back to Him, and not let the world define what we need, not let the world define sin. But that changes every, every it seems like every day. What does it mean if, if your eye cause you to sin. It's very elastic now, right? No, not, we're not let the world define what sin is. 
I will not let the world define what uh, I need. Back in the days, we were like, you know, this little is okay. Now, no, I need this. Now I need this. I need this. No, you only need one. And the world tells us you need this, and that says no, but you have to work for it and distract it and, and try to, 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 you know, get a little bit more and a little bit more. And now uh, uh, in the house the, there are some conflicts because cannot afford certain things, and then the kids they cannot afford things, the, the wife cannot uh, afford things, the, the husband cannot afford things. Uh, who said we need all this to start with? The world is defining what we need. We don't need any of that. God will provide what we need. May God give us all to the courage to work with the Holy Spirit to see our filthiness, to convict us of our sins, our corrupted nature, and to come to our Abba, the Father, for a new nature, for a new life, to whom is glory forever. Amen.